Hello and welcome to the Let's Not Panic podcast. We're two practical people trying to maintain a life of adventure despite and in addition to employment, obligations, and responsibilities. We're trying not to panic. If you're just joining us, I'm Maggie. And I'm Adam. And we're a married couple who've come back from a year of traveling to jobs and a dog and rent as we start to build a new kind of life. I think the dog just made a guest appearance too. He in the did. Background it was there. a little squeaky toy. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take away the noise making toys when we start podcasting. I don't know, man. I think <laughs> this is what it sounds like where we are. Just Tago playing with his little squeaky. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy he's entertaining himself. So yeah, that's good. Let's not take it away. So Maggie, where are we? Uh, we're in Anzo, Anza Borrego. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're calling it Anza Borrega. Which makes more sense. Because of the A and the Anza? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we know what either of those words actually mean. I don't know. I think it's just the name of a plant or something. Yeah. Don't write us. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually technically we're in Brega Springs, which oh, is a little that's, town. That's true. Because Anza Borrego is the state park. We're not actually in the state park. We're next to it. Yeah, that's true. But we're on the road again, which is super exciting. Yeah, we are taking that long Baja trip that we talked about, mm-hmm. but did not do over the holiday break. Right. We had a long break uh, from podcasting, too, did we, we not? We sure did. I gotta yeah. say, pretty relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I took two road trips in the time that we didn't record. Mm. We went together to Joshua Tree to celebrate Christmas and the holidays with my sister, her husband, and their dog, Luna. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went down to L.A. on my own. Well, Ta-da. neither of those were on your own. Taco was there. You're right. Taco joined both Tri- of those road trips. Yeah. And now he's on his third road trip already. He's officially talk of the open road now. Like he's really, he's kind of killing it. He's, he's kind of a perfect road trip dog. He's pretty good at this road tripping thing. Yeah, he may not be excellent at being silent during our yeah, podcast, he's but he's a an excellent podcaster. <laughs> Worst podcaster. His his mic technique is all over dog. the place. There he goes. He got a quiet toy now. <sighs> um. So. Uh, Speaking of Taco, mm-hmm. this time that we had not been podcasting mm-hmm. was taken up quite a bit by rearing a pup. Yep. Have we... Uh, We're killing it. He is the best dog ever. He, I think we just got really lucky. He is really well behaved. He's um, so relaxed. Like yeah. People sometimes express uh, surprise that he's a puppy because even in public, he's just really chilled out. I'm still worried he has puppy mono or something. He doesn't. This he's is just, just how so he is. so calm all the time. He's like a little visual volume. Like you just look at him and you feel calmer. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he's already doing come, sit, Mm -hmm. uh, stay pretty Mm -hmm. consistently. He's not great at when there's a distraction and you're trying to get his attention. He does not give a fuck. But that's, he's a puppy. Yeah. He's a good boy. And he knows we're talking about him. Look at him. Look at the doleful look. Maggie doesn't believe me, but dogs can totally tell if you're laughing at their (laughs) behavior. She just laughs in his face. I was like, he can tell you're laughing at him. And he feels like I think he you're gets projecting. No. He, <laughs> he gets in a shame. You don't let me call him a dum-dum. But yeah, you you're should. afraid. That's verbally abusive. <laughs> you're laughing <laughs> in his face. He's my perfect angel baby. Yeah. Anyway, that's been going really well. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to kind of rejigger things in shadow. Because the, the idea of this trip we're on already is that we're going to drive down to probably Mulahe, which is... Where we went on our honeymoon. Yeah, it's a that was our test run for mm-hmm. the big long adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> As my boss put it at the time, or when I gave notice at Apple, 
Um, and I was like, remember when we went to Mexico, we were kind of test driving the equipment. She's like, didn't that trip not go great? <laughs> <laughs> it did, though. What did she mean? Remember, it was like freezing cold and I was so uh, cranky and disappointed. And that's why we ended up going to Mulahe. Like we weren't going to go that far south, but we needed to find warmth because I was going to lose my mind. Mm, yeah. That was like some of the first difficult camping for me and included an entire night that I didn't sleep at all. Yeah. But listen, Maggie, if we did not do anything anytime you got cranky. And we're going to lose it. We, we wouldn't even be able to live at home, <laughs> yeah, honestly. We, we would just <laughs> live in cardboard boxes. Oh, that would definitely make in me In a cranky. forest. Uh, yeah, it would. <laughs> but what's interesting is we got rid of some of our equipment from the trip, like the big mm. red box that we kept all of our kitchen stuff in. We Yeah, we kept the cubes that live inside that box, which mm-hmm. I think are very useful still. Um, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't mind having it just be one big crate for the kitchen stuff. The The red box now was that very we're large. Not, like, full-time living out of it but we needed the kitchen box for full-time living yeah the thing is we don't have room for the full-time box and taco we also didn't have room for the full-time box just in our apartment we have one closet in our apartment that is just basically everything that lived in shadow all of our gear and it is packed to the brim to the Um, point where i actually can't get stuff in and out of it because adam has like played tetris with our belongings in such a way that i can't even approach it you just don't even make eye contact with that closet no as far as i'm (laughs) concerned it doesn't exist yeah (laughs) um but yeah so we knew some things that we brought that we Mm -hmm. absolutely would not bring again on the adventure dominion dominion the drone the the cat the drone was the one even on this trip that we're like "Ah, maybe we can get it in yeah definitely the drone was uh, you know i think buddy baggins pulled his weight and especially on the Baja trip that we did the first time, we have some of my favorite shots. Remember, That's we flew true. over dolphins. That was pretty cool. Through the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, but the also the cast iron Dutch oven. Mm-hmm. That big, was dumb and really heavy. Literal dead weight. Yeah. Um, barely ever used it. Yeah. So we, we took out all those things. We did not bring the room. Right. I think it's telling. Uh, for this trip, I know it's going to be warmer. I don't think insects are going to be too bad during the No, if we were going to like BC, I would insist on the room, but we're not. We're going in the opposite direction, so So it should be fine. No room. Um, And so that freed up a lot of space, but we Mm -hmm. needed to add a whole new box for Taco. Mm -hmm. Like he's got all his toys and food and bowls Mm -hmm. and leashes, etc. It's amazing how much stuff he needs. And a crate. Yeah. He's got a crate that's, you know, very... Pretty small, like a very small crate. He's getting pretty big pretty fast, so I think when we get back, we're going to have to upgrade his crate. Um, but it's been good, and Taco's been super good in the car, and we haven't noticed anything missing. Uh, we have definitely brought him enough entertainment, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and our first night on the road, we went to Yosemite. Yeah, we have a longer period of time, and I think it's very enjoyable to do these types of trips where it's just like, yeah, let's go check this out. Let's not worry about the itinerary or have any sort of agenda yeah and so i was like yeah i mean yosemite's sort of on the way mm-hmm. it's on the way north to south but it's pretty far out of the way yeah it's a seven hour drive to get down to where we are now or an eight hour drive from san mm-hmm. francisco and it's pretty much the same from yosemite yeah. so it's <laughs> you know we, we basically just added a day for yosemite and what was awesome was going to yosemite when it was all empty i loved it it was i we went there once during the summer and I like hated it. And I had this feeling of like, we never should go to national parks. Like this is so dumb. It's so crowded. I didn't hate it, but you hate you. Yeah. I know you mean. I just don't like being around that many humans. If I, if I have to sleep outside and you know, Mm-hmm. all yeah. that stuff i don't want there to be other humans there right like, that's the trade-off i'm not trying to go to a shopping mall outside yeah you know 
if you're going to do camping, yeah, it should be worth it. Yeah, Not exactly. Also, and holy shit, it is so worth it in January to go to Yosemite. It's beautiful and it's really lush still. Like, yeah, no one's in the campground. Oh well, yeah. not no one. There's there were very but the exact right amount, amount of people. people. Like yeah. I like there being that amount of people is nice and ended up being really important. Yeah, it did. So when we were camping, um, the guy in the campsite next to us was like, "Hey, you have a dog. Uh, please be careful." Don't leave him unattended at all. There's a bunch of coyotes. And then he flashed his flashlight mm-hmm. and we saw two little eyes. He's like, like right there. Yeah. And we realized like there, there were four or five coyotes casing the joint. Just for Taco, really. I mean, well, he's they were, I think they were going after the shepherd too. He was a bigger dog though. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But she's Taco, old. Taco has got to look like a pretty sweet prize for a coyote. I know. He's so small. He's so schmur. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... And we hadn't noticed the coyotes at all. No, we got the warning up front. They right. were like, they're coyotes. That's the thing oh, to watch out for. Oh, I didn't hear that because um, you talked to them, I think. But he did not. And I, I was like, we have a dog. And any other precautions? He's just like, yeah, on leash, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they say in a national park. But he didn't mention anything about like, yeah, in the last month, three dogs have been killed by coyotes. And one of them was a big dog. Yeah. That was a detail that would have been really useful. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, apparently, during the winter is when coyotes hunt in packs Mm -hmm. and are especially effective and apparently like really good at getting dogs in yosemite did you just drop a drunk safari fact on us i did it was interesting and we watched them doing it and one of the techniques that they use is they'll put one coyote in view Mm -hmm. like velociraptors Mm -hmm. so that you go toward that one to distract it and then the other ones will come up from behind and nab your dog clever girl seriously um, so that was terrifying. And as soon as he told us that, I made Taco sit in my lap for like hours, which you're, he loves anyway. Yeah. I mean, you're just looking for any excuse to make Taco sit in your lap for I hours. I wasn't actually super into it while <laughs> he was all dirty, <laughs> but I was he, willing to take it. He gets so dirty. Yeah. It's great. Um, so yeah, that was nice. It, it was good, mm-hmm. right? Overall, it was damp. It was mm-hmm. a damp s- spot to be. Yeah. Um, it was cold, mm-hmm. but we were ready for that. It was yep. not nearly as cold as we have been in. Yeah, no, it Camping wasn't as cold wise. as Patagonia, no. like, by any means. We had some cold nights down there. Um, But we originally were like, oh, maybe we'll stay here two nights. But then after the coyote thing, because they didn't leave in the morning, they were still there. Yeah. Um, we were like, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Time it, to go. It's a lot worse, actually, in the Yosemite campground than mm-hmm. it would be just in the wild. Like, we all... Yeah, because they know to go there. We headed to the Mojave Desert and just camped in a dispersed camping place. Mm-hmm. And I knew there were probably coyotes there, too. They live in the desert as well. They're very adaptable. Right. Um, but they're not, like, clustered around this one central yeah. point. The problem is, again, humans feed them or they get food. By well, sneaking. I don't think humans are feeding them on purpose. Well, I bet some people might. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, if they're I just meant like when they kill your dog, they're <laughs> not like feeding the coyotes. <laughs> just feeding dogs to the coyotes. <laughs> um, um, but it was, yeah, it was terrifying because we very well could have just left Taco on his little tie-out leash. Which we had done a few times table. during the day yeah. to and like kind of walk around. Like I could have said, hey, can you help me with something at the car and been 20 feet away and just had coyotes swoop in and take him out poor baby yeah so i'm glad that guy warned us it was very nice to have him around um somebody on instagram was like do you have any advice for yosemite and it would be for me anyway go in off season Mm because it's amazing and also if you have a dog uh keep them really close yeah unfortunately yeah 
So then, yeah, we headed out. Mm -hmm. The idea actually was to drive down to Joshua Tree, Mm -hmm. but that was a pretty big day. And we got out of the campsite at like 10 a.m. once we were fully packed. I will say having taco definitely adds like an hour to our all of our logistics. I feel like it ends up hammering out that way. We're not as quick as we were just the two of us, which makes sense. It's just more work. We have to prepare his food and feed Mm -hmm. him and potentially Mm -hmm. train him a little bit, especially right now because he's a little puppy. Yeah. Um, But so, so yeah, we had a big day of driving Mm -hmm. and we found a pretty awesome dispersed camping site. I mean, that spot made me a little nervous being that we were like potentially on top of a gas pipeline. It's not... Okay, so it's there are all these lands. warning signs everywhere. Right. I mean, it makes sense to put warnings when you're like adjacent to the a gas line. It's public mm-hmm. land, so it's actually yeah. dispersed camping is allowed, um, and it was like managed out of the Barstow field office. Mm-hmm. So no big deal. Yeah, but there were a lot of warning signs that Maggie. Got I don't like pretty, warning signs. I listen out. to signs, and Adam does not. I it's one of the central things in our relationship is I'm like, hey, there's like a million signs that says explicitly not to do the thing that we're doing. No, and Adam was like, they don't know it me. It didn't say not to do the thing we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> we had already done the thing that they were telling us not to do, yeah. which okay. was driving on a little side trail. We got back to the main trail. And Regardless, there were signs. we didn't die in a fiery, <laughs> a fiery, fiery death. Yeah. So we have that going for us, which is nice. I, I just like the feeling of like camping off the highway being able to at least get a little bit of privacy. We were mm-hmm. far enough out that probably no one noticed us, and we yeah. had this little desert spot to ourselves for free. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. So the next thing up is crossing the border. We're pretty close. Mm-hmm. We're within striking distance. Mm-hmm. So we're going to head south. It's not crossing into Mexico I'm worried about. It's crossing back out with the dog. Yeah, because your dog can get quarantined. We have all the necessary vaccinations, Mm -hmm. documentations Mm -hmm. to those effects. Yeah, and we're gonna do everything right. So when you cross into Mexico, it's very you just drive through. Like there's no. Well, last time that's the way it went. No, that's how it's always been. (laughs) I right. I mean, have you? Do you? I've never been stopped on the way into Mexico. Yeah, no, they don't. You just drive into Mexico, Um, but you're supposed to stop and get a stamp in your passport. If you go a certain distance down, which we are, or if you stay more than a certain amount of time, which we are also. Yeah. So, but it's very easy to make the mistake of not doing that because no one is there to stop you. So we learned that last time last time, and we'll stop and get that stamp and get it straightened out. Mm -hmm. Um, We already bought insurance Mm -hmm. and it was very convenient. I just did this at breakfast. It's just like, oh, boom, like I'll buy this on my phone, purchase it. The PDF came to my phone. And I got it printed out. It was very, very easy. Mm-hmm. It definitely beats Chile, where we forged our documents. Had to forge our documents, <laughs> which we never admitted until now oh, on really? a podcast. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> you you banned me from saying it. Yeah, the statute of limitations yeah. has got to be up on that now, right? Like, yeah. I just didn't want to be in Chile and be like, we forged our documents. No, wait, it was Argentina. You're right. We crossing into Uruguay. Yeah. We, okay, so. Chile, we tried really hard, and we ended up having kind of to forge them anyway, even though we did it with the help of but a secu- with an yeah, insurance agent. That was different. Yeah, but there was one that we straight up forged. Yeah, going from Argentina into Uruguay, we could not buy it. We could not buy insurance, even though you were supposed to be able to. And we didn't realize that we, you know, it was like an, a Sunday. I think yeah. we were crossing, so there was no way to get it, and we had to go on a ferry, and we were on a very tight schedule. Mm-hmm. And so we forged it. Th- we didn't talk about that? No, we never mm-hmm. talked about it. Nailed um, it. 
it's frustrating. Why I can't tell lies is because like I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we told you that, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating when you have to do that because it's like, look, we will pay. Well, let me pay online. Let me do this. Let me do that. And there's no way to do it. Yeah. It's like, All right. Well. Well. Let's anyway. do what we so can do. So this went well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, it was kind of expensive. It's like a hundred dollars for eight days, um, but yeah. it's it's good coverage and it pays at U.S. prices, et cetera, for yeah. repairs and it's great. Um, so we went to Mulahe once. We did this drive mm-hmm. um, on our own when Shadow was new to us, um, and all of our equipment was new to us and that kind of thing. And Mulahe was amazing, which is why we really want to go back. Yeah. Um, but while we were there, we also witnessed the worst dog fight I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, there were two dogs that lived on the land there, totally off leash, you know, would walk around with this abuela all day and kind of stick by her side. And then these Americans rolled in with their dog, who was also an off leash dog and also was like a little barky and aggressive. Mm-hmm. And the two, uh, home turf dogs, uh, attacked the American dog who fought back viciously. Yeah. It lasted for like probably two full minutes of just like really vicious dog fighting. And the American dog's mouth got ripped open. Yeah. And like the teenagers from the family that owned that land were watching and as they were walking away, like the girl threw up because it had been so like upsetting and bloody. Yeah. And I've just, I've honestly never seen anything that bad before. Yeah. I had um, never a seen dog a dog fight. fight. Really at all? Yeah, uh, and everyone's just panicking. Like, what can we do to get them apart? Because they neither and they of them did had a all leash. the normal stuff of like grab their back legs, toss water on them, like everything that they could, yeah. and nothing was getting them to separate. Like they had to just kind of decide on their own. Yeah, um, and it was super hideous. And we had to listen to this poor dog crying for like the rest of the night because he was so injured. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous to fucking take Taco there. Well, but <laughs> he's like a little angel baby. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But I think Taco's very submissive, first of all. And second of all, those Americans were idiots because they rolled up, let the dog off leash, and they had already had interactions with the other dogs. Like they weren't, it wasn't the first time. They didn't just appear out of nowhere and attack. Mm. They were not monitoring their dog and seeing the signs that, oh, this is not a. A match made in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> these these are not going to be friends. I'm yeah. sure they had growls and like like warning signs that they could have put their dog on leash and watched their dog. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be a dangerous thing. I think we need. Oh, it is a dangerous thing, but we're going to be able to mitigate the risk, keeping him close, keeping him in a pen if necessary. Adam has already agreed to abide by my like crazy Jewish auntie rule, which is like if we see the other dogs coming, we just pick Taco up. Because he's not yeah, if like owners, a social expert yet. Yeah, if the owner's not around to say that like, old lady can't do anything to stop that. No, no, it, like to say like no, it's okay. Like the you know like demonstrate that it's a very well behaved old dog. Mm-hmm. We can judge for ourselves, and that if yeah. our judgment and their judgment align, then maybe he can meet a dog. But if not, yeah, we'll just keep him isolated. The other thing I'm worried about is oh. the last time we stayed in Mulahe, we got ravaged uh-huh. by sand fleas. Yeah. Well, so I know of sand fleas now. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know of them before. Yeah. <laughs> I think we know what to watch out for. Well, why don't you tell the listeners? So sand so fleas... They, they too can stay safe from sand fleas. Sand fleas aren't fleas, actually. They're crustaceans. They're mm-hmm. like really, really small, bitey crabs, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. They burrow into you and lay eggs in your skin. 
Ugh, it's so gross. What's terrible uh, about their bites is they'll bite you and you're not realizing they're biting you until like six hours later. Mm-hmm. So there's just like this lovely time where you're flopping around on the beach thinking everything's going great. And then you're really and itchy. And then in the middle of the night you start itching like crazy and you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um, but they really only thrive right after rain. They live in like dead seaweed on the beach. So mm-hmm. if you see a lot of that, then there's a pretty good clue that that's not a beach that you want to flop around on. Mm-hmm. And probably we just want to avoid like lying down on a towel on the beach. Yeah. Also, they're as bad as they are for us, they're way worse for dogs because they get into their skin and it's really hard to even see them. So we might, if, we, if he does get sand fleas, we have to take him to a vet to help have the vet deflea him. Aww. So... And his flea medication won't work to keep him safe from that because they're not actually fleas. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we, we will keep them off. But they're most active during the early morning and in, mm-hmm. in sundown. Yeah. What is that called? Dusk. No, there's like a crepuscular. Oh, they're crepuscular. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Crepuscular. Yeah. Dropping some more drunk safari knowledge. <laughs> So um, we know it's been a thousand years since we last recorded a podcast, and we do have a couple listener questions to get to. So Adam, these are both basically for you, but everyone knows to ask me instead of you because I'll actually see that they get answered. Mm, So the first one is, hey Maggie and Adam, my girlfriend and I are big fans of your show, just started listening a month ago, just curious about your tire size you took down there. I've been thinking about going to 33s for extra inch of lift. What were you running? Yeah, that's what we had. I think that's what Shadow always had. Mm-hmm. Some the person, the previous owner, put thirty-three inch tires on. I believe they're two sixty-five radius, which I think is thirty-three. Okay. Um, and then Shadow also has about an inch and a half of lift. I re- I don't remember the specifics. I could dig it up and put it in the show notes, like a link to which um, shocks and struts we put on. Yeah. But, or springs. And I think also we added a spacer. I'm remembering in Columbia, we talked about it on the show Mm -hmm. because the back end with all the extra weight was still sagging a little bit. And that's just worse for the overall suspension in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we have, I'd say overall like two inches of lift. It's not super important. I don't think there are many cases. I mean, Maggie, you would know too, like the times that we're going through roads that have like big dips and ruts. The, the worry is that we're too low and that the chassis yeah. hits the ground. That never chassis. that never happened, yeah. right? Mm, no, I don't think so. Um, we did pretty well. It mm. might have happened like once in Utah. Yeah, one, yeah, some place we scraped, not any part of the chassis, but we have this, because of the tire carrier, we don't have the license plate in the normal area. Mm-hmm. So we had to move it lower on this like extended thing and that got bent at That's some right. point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, I'd say like two inches is fine, one inch. Just a modest lift and bigger tires is a, an okay idea. Yeah. Not necessary either. Yeah. Um, and then second question is, how much money did you spend exclusively on gas during your trip? Oh, I have no idea. I you tracked the gas use or yeah. like the mileage, but you didn't track the cost of it. Yeah. yeah. Gas typically costs... I mean, we can kind of interpolate. I mean, we. I'll give this. Is interpolate a word? Interpolate, extrapolate is the word. I think <laughs> interpolate's also a word. Oh, I didn't realize. I, but I think it's the opposite of extrapolate. Oh, okay. Um, well, anyway, we can extrapolate. I think because we know the total mileage, the rough gas mileage of like sixteen to seventeen miles per gallon, um, and then 
costs per gallon is about, I would say, four dollars on average. Some Even places to Latin America. Some places were very cheap. Like yeah. Chile was cheaper than yeah. anything, um, and we drove a lot of miles in Chile just to get down yeah. fast to Torres del Paine. Um, yeah, it it costs more hmm. typically in non-U.S. countries. Oh, I forgot about that but already. Well, because we are, you know, you get the price in liters, and there's also the exchange rate. We don't often yeah. really like do the math in our heads. No. But Bolivia was often very, very expensive. Remember, because yeah. they had this thing where you had to pay twice as much if you were a tourist, right? And fill out paperwork, and a lot of gas stations wouldn't do it. But then you can kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge right, right. a lot of people, and they'll let you do somewhere in between the normal price and the double price. Yeah. Um, and the do- the half price is actually very cheap. So yeah. Overall, I'd say you know those are the numbers. We can figure it out. But I, uh, let me just make th- make a guess. Throw out a number. Um, Three thousand two hundred dollars. Okay. Um, fun fact, uh-huh. unrelated to listener questions. On this day last year, do you know where we were? What What is it today? February. It's January eighteenth. <laughs> January. <laughs> uh. Yes, we were in Peru. We mm-hmm. probably just got out of the mud. Were we stuck in the mud? No. We were clear of the mud. We were in Lake Titicaca. Oh. And the floating islands. Yeah. Still kind of in shock. <laughs> Still I think. kind of in shock. <laughs> um, we are on the floating islands as we speak, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Adam, mm-hmm. I feel like we kind of already did a technical corner thanks to the two questions from our listeners. Yeah, that was but pretty technical. But since we're on the road again, let's get back to your technical corner. Yeah, that's a good call. We'll just do the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, technical corner. What's going on with Shadow? Right now, we just, right before we left, I changed the oil. Mm-hmm. Actually, I paid somebody to change the oil because I don't like working on Shadow on the streets of San Francisco. It is very dirty. It's also really dangerous where we live because people go so yeah. fast. No, no, I wouldn't do it, do it on Fell Street. Yeah, yeah. that's that would be a nightmare. Um, I so the thing. Okay, yeah, there's one thing. So usually it used to be you'd get your oil change and then they would put some lube into the drive shaft. They would mm-hmm. just you know do that. That's just part of it. It's oil and lube. Well, nowadays apparently, at least in San Francisco. No one even has a lube gun that works. Like one place, their gun, the guy didn't know how to use it or couldn't get it to work or it was broken. And then the next place I went, he was just like, yeah, we don't even have that anymore. These new cars don't really need that. Mm. And so I was forced to do it myself, which went okay. I know there's like eight little ports on the bottom of the drive shaft. You just connect this gun. It's just kind of messy and dirty you have to clean the little ports in order to get the gun to attach yeah and then on the back you actually have to roll the car forward or back because you can't manually turn it you have to actually make the wheels move the entire apparatus to be able to access the ports Hmm. so it took me like 30 minutes but we got it done cool interesting that it's not even done anymore yeah by default though yeah um it's definitely something that a larger four by four needs back in my day they used to lube the drive shaft for you that's true of course. That's <laughs> going to be you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maggie, mm-hmm. what is in your self-care pillow fort yeah. for this week? Um, well, it's sure interesting being back on the road again. Is that part of your self-care? <laughs> or is that yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say. So when we were on the road, um, 
I think I could make it about five or five days really was like my limit for how many days in a row of camping I could take before I'd want to stay someplace indoors. I think it would also depend on where we the were. type of camping totally. that was happening. Um, maybe let's say up to six. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now I would say my limit is at two days. <laughs> we'll we did see. two days of camping and then Adam was like, let's find a hotel. And I was like, is it cause I'm so cranky? And there was a really long pause, <laughs> and Adam was like, "No," but he meant yes. <laughs> uh, we could have camped last night too. Yeah, it been no, I would have made it, but last night was very restorative to me, and uh, sleeping on a real bed again was great. Well, I'm glad you got good sleep. I, I feel did. like you need to have a night where you get terrible sleep so that the next night you'll sleep well. But that theory didn't work out this time. <laughs> no. You just had two terrible nights of sleep in a row. Yeah. Um, uh, it's hard to go back. I'll be honest. So the self care is recognizing that I have to rebuild up my strength. Yeah, we'll be okay. It's going to be pretty nice weather in mm-hmm. Baja, so yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, the really cold camping is is uh, is a thing. Mm-hmm. Shall we get into our three B's? Yeah, let's back do to th- our heritage since we're back on the road again. B's for back. Yeah, B's for back on the road. I like it. Baby got back. All right. Adam, uh-huh. what is your choice this week for beautiful? My beautiful is how happy Taco is. I know. It is amazing. It's just pure joy <laughs> at the existence of the world and all of its wonders. And smells. It is so touching to just watch him be like wagging for no reason. Just like, oh, I'm going to go get this stick and I'm going to go smell this and... He is so into it. Yeah. And it is pretty fun to see it all through his eyes. He really loves camping. He loves the whole thing. Yeah. Like like the road trip, maybe in the car for eight hours is a long time and he's not too into that. But we let him out and he's perfectly in good spirits Mm -hmm. and loves to just see what else is going on. And he's he's a good road trip dog. He sure is. His pure joy is beautiful. He really likes all the smells. Maggie, Mm -hmm. what is your pick for beautiful? Mine is getting to visit Yosemite when it's empty. Mm. So nice. Yeah. It's so beautiful. You were skeptical. Remember, I was like, oh, we should go to these places in the winter. Well, because I was thinking it would be snow on the ground. Sometimes there is. Yeah, like there was no snow on the ground. Yeah. So it was much more manageable for somebody like me. Yeah. Um, But it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice to see... The huge views like you think of um, and not have to like elbow for room just to get a peek at them. Yeah. So I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. What's your choice this week for Brutal? So you mentioned that we got everything into shadow and everything is fine. Mm -hmm. I have an existential crisis whenever I can't find anything. Mm -hmm. Like it's just I want to just burn up in a ball of rage. Mm Mm-hmm. And Shadow, we got the system down so well without Taco where everything was and like it was very easy to get to things and the view through the back window was very clear. And now I just can't figure out how to do that because Taco's crate takes up so much space and he's a living being that deserves space. Right. It's not that (laughs) I'm I'm mad at giving him space, but uh, just having this organization system that I was so accustomed to broken yeah. It's killing me. Yeah. It's it's I'm sorry, buddy. It's a weird O C D thing, I'm sure. Everything in its place. No, you made you worked really hard to make an order in Shadow and like 
you really did that on your own of like figuring out where the best places for stuff for accessibility and visibility, et cetera, were. Yeah. It felt so like an organic process. Yeah. And yeah. like now it's done and we have to redo all that yeah. work. So I'm sure maybe if we were on the road again for another year, like with this set of gear, we'd find better ways to arrange totally. things and yeah. know, know what things just to, to jettison. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we were going to do that kind of travel again with Taco, we'd have to just get a van. Ooh. That's well. That's, that's the what plan. I'm coming away with. Like shadow's not the perfect arrangement for this. Also, I remember now we're propping. I talked about actually the need to find a way to mount shadow or mount uh, tacos crate mm-hmm. in shadow. Mm-hmm. What I ended up doing was just using one of the old seats and putting it underneath it, and it, that created a flat enough surface. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of space. Yeah. So if I found a better way, we could have like three or four inches of height lower mm. on his crate um but i don't know it's yeah. we're fine you're right get a van is the solution yeah maggie mm-hmm. what is your pick for brutal okay this one didn't happen on the road exactly um adam had to go to las vegas for ces uh-huh. um which like go i i was fine yeah um, for work i went for, for work, work. Yeah. um and i was like this will be fine it'll be me and taco we're great and Friday night, I like took him to a puppy social. And then Saturday, I woke up and, you know, we did our little routine and he seemed fine. And then I went into the restroom and he started crying. And I was like, oh, he's crying because he can't see me and nobody else is home. He does this sometimes. It's a little needy. I was a little surprised, but I was like, whatever, he's fine. And I come out and there's just diarrhea fucking everywhere <laughs> in his floof all over the kitchen floor and he's just panicked because he's like i know this wasn't good but i didn't know what to do and then apparently (laughs) i like rolled in it because i was so (laughs) afraid um and i was like oh my god and at this point i haven't even had coffee yet like we just had gone outside to go potty and i'd given him a little bit of food that's the real brutal right there yeah knowing maggie oh my god like i but i have to take care of this right now like there's no procrastinating Mm -hmm. on this i got to get the diarrhea off of him so i do that And I'm like frantically calling the vet because he's just had poop issues like since we brought him home, basically. Yeah. And we go to the vet. um, Finally, like I get him all clean and everything. And it turns out he has colitis. It's not a parasite. It's not, you know. Anyway, he's just like a little delicate flower. It just means irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything really. Um, (laughs) So then I spend... I was supposed to leave. Sorry, I buried the lead on this. I was supposed to leave for L.A. that day. Taco and I were going to drive down together. And I was like, that's not happening. Because about once an hour, he had to go like watery shit his little brains out. Yeah. So anyway, he got put on like a new medication and medicated food and all this stuff. So I was able to leave for L.A. the next Sunday. But it was brutal. Taking care of him that day. That Saturday was probably like the toughest taco day I've had because he's a very easy puppy but him needing to shit constantly and then having to clean it up because he also would like step in it and do all the you know like you couldn't yeah anyway there was just scraping diarrhea out of things for a day straight on my own yeah was on um, your own too on my own that was a moment where it was not rational and it was not fair but I was like hope you're having a good time Adam (laughs) (laughs) I was (laughs) All right, should we get into Bizarre? Yeah, what's your pick for Bizarre, Maggie? Still poop-related. <laughs> so, um, Oh, this... Uh, 
Okay. You shush. <laughs> this is my story now. Um, when we first got back to San Francisco, I made a Target run, and I noticed that they sold gummies <laughs> with a dose of fiber in them. Mm. So I bought them because everyone needs dietary fiber, and I love gummies. She loves gummies. I that's love the, gummies. That's the main thing. Um, <laughs> who's who's going to complain if your gummies also do good things for your gut? I was skeptical, Great. though. No, you weren't just skeptical. You were like, you're an idiot. You <laughs> basically spent $20 on candy. This is so stupid. There's no fiber in those. Like, you're ridiculous. I didn't say so you were an idiot, to be we, fair. But it amounted to that. You were like, you've been had, you've been duped. Like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe all those advertising things worked on you. You should know better. You came out of marketing. So, um, we did this gym challenge where you don't eat any sugar. So Adam hid them so that neither of us would be tempted to eat them. Mm. But as we were looking for something else, I found them a couple of days ago and I was like, Oh my God, yay, my fiber gummies. And I ate like a few of them. The suggested dosage is three gummies. That's how many you're supposed to eat in a day. So Adam and I are hanging out and Adam's just like farting like constantly. Not normal farts either. Like bellowing, cacophonous, terrible farts that are just like, actually, it feels like an earthquake every time. Like they're just terrible. And I was like, Adam, what is wrong with you? He's like, I don't know. And we're trying to figure out what we ate that could have done this to his butt. And then I was like, wait, did you have any of my fiber gummies? And Adam was like, oh, yeah, I had like 30. (laughs) (laughs) And at this point, his stomach is distended Uh, and terrible. And like he like hurts. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, the suggested dosage is three. And I look at the jar and he'd eaten more than half of them. (laughs) I took a huge amount of them. The background here is that Maggie has these other higher vitamin concentration gummies that apparently cost like... Everyone likes vitamin gummies. They're like women's health things, though. Yeah. But they taste pretty good. They're not for you. I I eat them (laughs) all the time, and she kind of notices. I get so mad. She gets so mad. She (laughs) doesn't let me have them. making more errands for me. (laughs) Apparently, they're like $40 a bottle, right? So it's They're like, like $30, it turns out. But still, like, so like leave uh, me and my gummies alone. So I feel very restricted on the gummy front. So but then she found these ones and I was like, ooh. mainlined my gummies. So my choice for Bizarre <laughs> is you thinking that nothing bad would happen after <laughs> eating 30 fiber gummies and then the hilarity of watching you shit your brains out for like two days afterward. I mean, yeah. I yeah, didn't did. shit my brains out. I the just next had morning, emergency poops. I woke up. <laughs> And I was doing the morning routine with Taco, and Adam comes running by, and he's just like, urgent poop, and that's all he said. Right, not not emergency poops, urgent poops. (laughs) That's what I had. (laughs) You're gross. Stop eating my fiber gummies. You can't be trusted. That's my choice for Bizarre. You're such a gummy hoarder. (laughs) What's your choice for Bizarre? My choice is just how easily... I feel like we got back into it. Maybe not, because you. Maybe I just mean for me how easily I got back into this. Yeah. It doesn't feel very weird. It's just like, oh, okay, let's just sleep here. Oh, let's find a place along the highway. Okay, there we go. We got this. Let's just make some dinner. Okay, yeah. pack it up. It doesn't feel weird. It's just my tolerance for it. Like I need a little bit more camp, uh, hotel time. Yeah. Well, it's felt very natural for me. Yeah. Yep. Well. You can support both of our shows, Let's Not Panic and Drunk Safari, on Patreon at patreon.com slash let's not panic. We super appreciate everyone who does that. Mm-hmm. And looking forward oh, yes. 
We're going to Baja. Mm-hmm. We're going to Baja we're right after this podcast. Yep. We're going to look for gray whales because it's their birthing season in Baja only. Yeah. But they have three specific lagoons that they go to mm-hmm. only in Baja. Mm-hmm. All the gray whales. That's mm-hmm. where they do it. Yep. Um, and it's the season. So yeah. we have a mission. Just like when we were in South Africa, we were looking for hyenas. Mm-hmm. Or was that Namibia? I don't, I don't no, remember. No, it was South Africa. We had the hyena mission. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, no, you're right. Hyena mission was in Namibia. Yeah. So now we have a gray whale mission. We're going to try to just like stand on the coast and and look out at the ocean all the time. Yeah. And our ultimate goal is to reach Mulahe. Yeah. You can find us and photos from our trips on Instagram at Let's Not Panic. You can find pictures of Taco daily on Instagram as well at Taco About the Dog. Mm -hmm. You can subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. We really, really appreciate those written reviews. We read them to each other and laugh. Yeah. Some of them have been really great. So thank you. It warms yeah. our cold, cold, cold little hearts. And Maggie needs that right now. I do. Her heart is cold <laughs> outside. <laughs> I'm just cold. In the woods. You can find Adam on Twitter at Adam E. Wolf. Sure. If, you, if you're into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you can find Maggie on Twitter at E.M. T-E-E Hall, M-T Hall. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. This is what it sounds like where we are. Tell him, Taco. That's his play bark, though. I think he just wants to play with them. Slash eat them. No.